This is the True To You podcast, your very own work bestie. Each week we come together for honest conversations about reinventing yourself and your career, all while navigating a path towards meaningful work. I'm your host, Ruby Marsh. Let's do this. Hello, my friend. Welcome to episode 67 of the True To You podcast. It is so good to be here with you today. Thank you for tuning in wherever you might be. Maybe you are out for a walk right now, multitasking, cleaning, cooking, whatever it might be, dropping the kids off at school. Thank you for taking the time to listen and to learn something new today. I'm really, really excited to share this topic with you. Magnetism is something that comes up a lot in the spiritual woo-woo circles, law of attraction, being more magnetic. And specifically, I wanted to talk about this in terms of our small business and attracting more of our dream clients into our small business, our dream customers, First and foremost, we have to know who those people are, right? So if you haven't done your homework and you want to apply some of these magnetism strategies that are very, very simple, might I add, but with a little practice, you will see them start to work. If you want to apply these into your business, then do the work up front to know who it is you want to bring in so that you can bring that person to your mind's eye, to your third eye, (laughs) if we want to get all woo here for a second. Bring that person to your mind as I am sharing with these examples, these strategies with you today. And you can start to think, oh, how can I use this with this person? And as you are thinking about that person, what is the type of energy that you want to bring to those interactions? So before I get carried away with that, why I find this really interesting is that there's a lot of marketing tactics that we can measure. There's a a lot of things that we can do to assess conversion of our Facebook ads and we can put funnels in place and we can put specific marketing strategies and people will tell us that they listen to our podcast and true story. And then they connected with us to learn more about our business, right? Yes, we can measure those things tangibly. However, there is something going on at a much more subtle level that we can't see. And that is why I'm so interested in this idea of magnetism. What is it that resonates with your dream clients? What is it that they are attracted to about you and your work that is happening at that more subtle level, but is almost everything that comes through in your business, how you speak about your work, how you market, how you show up, what type of outfits you wear in your brand photographs. It doesn't matter. There is something going on at a subtle energetic level. And I'm really interested in this 
not only for that curious reason that I just shared with you, but also because I've seen this play out powerfully in my work and being able to attract more dream clients into my own business, but also the women that I work with and seeing them take these simple, simple strategies and reignite that lost passion that they had for their work, increase the love that they have for their business because there's a deeper sense of meaning there due to the fact that they are attracting the right people into their business. They're attracting first and foremost the right clients, the right customers, whether that be the right dogs, cats, families, couples, you name it, the right people are showing up and doing business with them. Okay, so remember, first and foremost, you need to know who your dream client or your dream customer is to make this work really powerful because then you have intention, okay? The first thing that I want you to think about, this sounds really obvious, I want you to be confident when you speak about your work. Now, yes, this encompasses the language that we use. This happens to all of us. We start our business and we see a friend or we see a family member or we meet someone who might be a dream client and we say to them, Oh, I've just got this little business. Oh, I just sell these. Oh, yeah, it's kind of a side thing. It's a bit of a hobby right now. Or, oh, we're just in the early days, so we'll see how it goes. Tell me what kind of energy you feel from me when you hear me say that. You can't see me expressing <laughs> that because I don't have a camera here. You're listening to this, but I'm pretty sure you're picking up something when I speak about my business in that way does it come across confident does it come across as someone who has a lot of love and passion for their work hmm i don't know maybe maybe not but that is one thing i want you to think about it takes a little awareness to pick up those subtle cues those subtle words that we are using on this idea of being confident when you speak about your work, have love and reverence for your work. Pour love into how you speak about your work. It won't matter what you are selling. We will feel that, we will hear it and we will see it. And one way that you can speak more powerfully about your work is to think about connecting the part of you that actually expresses the throat, <laughs> the voice box, and this is getting a workout as I am sharing this with you. And I want you to close your eyes and bring your attention to that lower part of your belly, below your belly button. For all my woo-woo fans out there, this would be the sacral chakra area. This is our power center. And... If we connect with that part, sometimes you might actually have a little physical movement that happens. You might even want to begin to move your hips as you speak and notice that <laughs> my voice changes. But I have a little more play in my voice. I have a little more excitement. I have a little more energy. 
Versus if I was to close off that area, if I was to close off my chest and close off my heart, if I was to cast my eyes downwards and not look you in the eye when I spoke about my business, it would probably sound a little bit like this. It would probably sound a little softer. There wouldn't be that same clarity and that same projection as if you were to open your heart. And these are simple cues. I'm pretty sure if you've been to Toastmasters or any kind of speaker training that they tell you to do these things amongst other, other things, right? But at a subtle energetic level, this is you connecting your throat, your heart, your open heart, and creating a clear channel of breath and breathing from that lower part of our body. I want you to try that next time you speak about your business and notice the difference. Notice, notice what happens. Notice how you feel inside. And with that, the words that come out of your mouth, have them come from a place of, devo of devotion. Have them come from a place of devotion and be obsessed, as I often tell my clients. I want you to be obsessed about your topic, about your product, about your service. I love this quote from my teacher's book. She has a book called Invincible Living and she says about devotion. Devotion means service. It means you come with a level of self-confidence, self-containment and self-reliance. Okay, Devotion does not mean that you come and you bow at the feet of your clients and you'll do anything and everything for them. Devotion, it comes with a different posture if you want to use her definition of devotion. I'll say that again. Devotion means service. It means come with a level of self-confidence, self-containment and self-reliance. I'm betting you that if you come to a meeting with your client, that you will have a totally different energy if you come from that place. The next topic that we can go into around magnetizing. The next strategy is engagement. Hmm, interesting. Engagement with your dream clients. And when I say engagement, I'm not talking about putting a ring on it. I'm talking about the relationship. And again, to quote a bit of my yoga training, we talk about relationship as a relay. It is Engaging with your client, there's an exchange. Yes, an exchange of value, we've all heard of that, but it's a relay, it's a back and forth. And it's not a one-lane highway, okay? We're flowing both ways, guys, flowing steady, the traffic. Whether you appear online or offline, this is where your marketing gets even more amplified, whether you appear online or offline, your work here is in that exchange. It is in that relay. And my teacher's teacher speaks about relationship in terms of this relay. That is why she is so passionate about speaking about it too. Because it's an artful science. It's an art. Isn't that cool? You can become really creative 
with how you communicate. You can become really creative with that exchange that you have. It's not a one-sided affair. It seems really simple, but in a heavily online world of marketing in particular, marketing for our small businesses, we seem to be looking for more attention or a reaction than giving attention. I'm going to say that again because this statement is really, really important for you to hear. We seem to be looking for more attention or a reaction than giving the attention to the other person. Every time you jump on your Instagram, I'm going to use Instagram as the example, but this goes for other social media platforms or other opportunities online to have this exchange, to have this relay with someone. Every time you jump on your Instagram account, I want you to think about spending more of your time engaging, leaving comments, connecting with your dream clients and not sneaky little DMs, but it might be a DM that says, hey, love your work, keep it up. I'm interested to know more about X, Y or Z, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't have to be creepy, (laughs) okay? I want you to spend more time in those exchanges, then you spend scrolling. Really, really, really great practice, but it is a practice. It's something that I have to consciously remember every time I jump on the app. And if you were to take the same principle and apply it to your offline marketing, the things that you do in person, this could be regularly checking in with old clients. And when I say checking in, take it to that next level, have a relay, have a create a relationship around it. And what that probably means is that you know some interesting fact about their dog or you know the fact that they had a baby six months ago, they moved house, ask them about that thing. Get a little more personal, right? Makes that more of a relay and an opportunity for a direct exchange that's not just, hey, how's it going? Haven't spoken to you in six months. What's happening in your business? (laughs) These two opportunities, online and offline, are extremely powerful practices if you're willing to challenge yourself and it's tricky i get it they design these apps for us to spend more time liking and scrolling spending more time on the app but what if the time that you spent on the app was showing up in a way that you could appear more magnetic to your dream clients number three is one that you would couple with number two your engagement strategy Number three is you don't need to be everywhere. This is your permission slip, my friends. I want you to show up powerfully in the places you know your people, aka your dream clients or customers, the places they hang out the most. I'm talking mostly online here for this strategy because as a solopreneur, unless you are a mega boss at planning and distribution of content, it is just not viable for you to spend all of your time creating content for all of these different platforms because they all require slightly different content. And I know that this is going to go against popular marketing, online marketing opinion. Yes, hey, Gary V. I know you can hear me. <laughs> yes, Gary V 
recommends that you do around 50 pieces of content a day. So whilst I would say consistency in your content, ideally every day is probably a great idea for you to be distributing content across all of those platforms may not be logistically possible for you in the early days. There are quick ways to do it. You can take one piece and then spread it across these other platforms. But you have to be pretty quick and templates are great and all of those things. I want you to get back to what is going to be most magnetic for you in terms of attracting your dream clients. And that may not be worrying about showing up in all of these places to begin with. I would rather see you show up powerfully in one or two channels, two social media channels that you know your dream client spends most of his or her time on and do it really, really well. Which goes back to point number two, piggyback this with your engagement strategy. Be on there, showing up powerfully and showing up powerfully and being magnetic means, like I said, you spend more time giving attention than looking for the attention. Okay, number four is a really interesting one because you might not think of this as a magnetism strategy. However, like one, two, and three, they bring a certain air of confidence and a certain energetic vibe, if you will, to your clients interactions with you, to their experience of you, to your customers and how you relate to them. And that is that being magnetic, in my honest opinion, comes down to something called discernment. This is what you say no to, and this is what you say yes to. And a business owner with strong boundaries, and when I say strong, that doesn't mean that you bend them occasionally. It doesn't mean that you're not flexible at times. But a, a woman that has a level of discernment, knows what she wants, knows where she's going, knows what it's going to take to get there, has a level of self-leadership and respect for herself that is extremely powerful and extremely magnetic. Like I say, in my honest opinion, but if you've ever had the opportunity to be around a woman like that, whether you have used their service, whether you have interacted and bought one of their products, you will feel that. And that that is a level of radiance and a level of self-respect that is unmatchable in my eyes. Whether you are a solo business owner, solopreneur, small business owner, if you're simply a company of one or maybe you have a small team as well, you are still a leader. You are still a leader and you are someone that needs to lead themselves and you need to lead your clients or your customers or even the other contractors that you might interact with. And great leaders model clear boundaries. They have discernment. And this is a, something that Brene Brown speaks about in her book, Dear to Lead. She says that 
that great leaders model clear boundaries for their teams and for the people that they interact with because they know that their energy is one of the most important resources that they have. This is, this is the one that a lot of us would not think has a relationship to how magnetic we are to our clients or our customers, but it is something that we can build into our business strategy, into our quality assurance, into all of the levels of our business and how we interact on a day-to-day -day level that that brings that magnetism, that opportunity, and especially a woman, as I said, that has that real clarity around her boundaries, what she does and what she doesn't do. In my opinion, and you can disagree with me, but in my opinion, that is a woman who has a lot of power and someone that I want to be around. If I am the coach and I am texting back at midnight, I hope I don't text you back at midnight. <laughs> I'm usually asleep. Maybe I'm doing it in my sleep. Wow, that would be really crazy. But if I'm texting you back at midnight, if I am working seven days a week, if I'm not taking breaks or spending time with my husband and my dog, then to you that models someone that doesn't have great boundaries. And boundaries is something I coach on. So for me to show up really powerfully and say, I'm someone that can coach you on boundaries, I need to have those things in place with a degree of flexibility for those times that it is required. Okay, you ready for it? Let's get on with number five. And that is modeling fulfillment for your clients and customers. Show them what being fulfilled looks like. I know that this doesn't mean that every day is roses, unicorns, pooping rainbows, all of those magical fairy dust things that happen in your business 24 seven. It's not like that. Okay. That's not what I'm saying that fulfillment looks like, and you have to model that for your clients and customers. However, I think that there's an interesting conversation around the successful business owner and the fulfilled business owner that we need to have. My teacher defines the difference between success and fulfillment as success being something that is externalized and often conditioned by the wider society, the wider societal beliefs around what success is. And I would say for the most part, when we think about being successful, we do relate it to tangible things, money, to status, to things that we have, right? And that doesn't mean that you necessarily have billions or millions of dollars. It's your version of success, but you'll often correlate that to tangible items, tangible things. Whereas a woman that is experiencing fulfillment, in particular her career, fulfillment in her career, that is much deeper and it's likely connected to legacy. I can't tell you the amount of times that I work with women and particularly women that are moms and they tell me that a lot of the reasons why they are choosing this new path, starting this business 
is because of their children. It's because of the legacy that they can leave for their daughter, their sons. And that woman who is fulfilled in her work, she puts her head on the pillow at the end of the day. Even if she was putting out fires in her business all day, even if one thing went right or she had the biggest month in her business that she could ever imagine. Remember, we got to think about all of the things going right as well. When she puts her head on the pillow at the end of the day, does she experience that feeling of fulfillment? Does she feel in the right place? And that woman, she will be magnetic. She will magnetize the people that she wants to serve because you will be able to feel that. I want to tell you a story finally to finish off around fulfillment of a woman that I met the other day. And this is a really cool story because it's fulfillment that came in a way that we might not expect because it's true fulfillment rather than that status or that success, that outward success that I mentioned earlier. Now this woman, I was speaking with her and she was asking about my work and she was asking whether I I love my work that I do and working with clients. And I think she could tell that the way that I spoke about my work that I did, she knew the answers already. And anyway, we were exchanging stories of what what we do. And she was telling me that in her work, she got the opportunity to coach and train employees. Now, the place that she worked was a supermarket, Coles Supermarket. If you live in Australia, we all know that brand. And she spent 25 years with that company. She's now doing something different in a new role. And she loves her new work as well. This is the type of person that we would call linchpin. This is directly quoting from Seth Godin. He loves the idea of the linchpin, the person that within their workplace can find fulfillment. But she was the best example of someone that I met recently that exuded this feeling of fulfillment, of joy and of love, of deep love for the work that she does. And as I mentioned it's in a place that perhaps we might not expect and it wasn't owning her own business either but the way that she spoke about the joy that she got from teaching and training all of these staff that she had under her by the time she finished her time with that business it was truly inspiring I I absolutely loved that conversation with her And so I want to finish off this episode by letting you know that magnetism is something that happens at a deeper level. It is something that we can't often place a value on because we can't often see it. However, magnetism comes through in everything that you do within your business It is the way that you speak about your work. It is how you engage with the people that you want to serve the most. It is creating a relay, creating an exchange, not uh, posting ghost, I think is this phrase where you post something and then run. Come back and respond to their comments, engage with them, send them a DM when they follow you. 
And the fact that you don't need to be everywhere, but you simply need to show up powerfully in a handful of places. That is super, super, super important. And finally, magnetism comes down to discernment. It comes down to the things that you say yes to and the things that you say no to. And I know in the early days of business, we want to get a lot of experience. We often need to work with a lot of people and we say yes to a lot of people because it brings in the cash flow. But I can also say that when your gut is telling you that that is not the right person or when your gut is telling you that you need to wait and pause for a second and go back and revisit your marketing and see how you can start to attract the right people into your business. That level of discernment is so powerful and we will feel that, we will see that and ultimately you will bring more of the people into your work that you really want to serve and create that deeper level of fulfillment that I spoke about and that you can exude as an energy. Thank you for tuning into this episode. I hope you enjoyed this one. I hope you got a little something, something out of it that you can take into your day tomorrow and think about your interactions online and offline and become ultimately that beautiful, exquisite, magnetic businesswoman that you are. Until next week, my friend. Bye for now.